Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 89, Phobias and Other Illusions. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. This episode, Phobias and Other Illusions, is different than any episode you've heard before. And that's because the bulk of the episode is a portion of one of the calls that I did uh, recently with the Little School of Big Change graduate community. So the backstory is um, we we have calls every week in the graduate community. And once a month, our calls um, explore different things or possibility calls, we call them. And, um, and what happened right before the last possibility call is that I was listening to a bunch of coaching sessions um, that my coach coaches in training have been sending me for my feedback on, which I love doing. It's so fun hearing them coach and kind of giving them pointers. Um, so one of those sessions was with a woman who has a phobia around vomiting. And I, I'll talk about this, I, what you're going to hear. I'm sure I talked about this with the group and I've probably even said it here before. I just absolutely love coaching around phobias because I think there's such an amazing example of how our mind, how the content isn't, isn't it, you know, how our mind will decide that it's afraid of something. And and at the same time, we know we're not like that thing isn't dangerous. You know, it's such a clear example of how we can feel so much fear and resistance and have the brakes on around some story. And on the other hand, you know, so on one hand, we really think we're afraid of that thing. On the other hand, we kind of know we're not. I mean, anyone with pretty much any phobia can tell you, yeah, I get that this is just the fact that they can call it a phobia. Already, what that means is it's an irrational fear of something that's not really dangerous in most cases. Now, a mind will not necessarily say it's not really dangerous. A mind will tell you all the reasons why it's horrible. But this person in their right mind, whoever they are, they they know better. They know better on some level. So it's such a cool illustration of... Um, of us being afraid of what looks like something, in this case, vomiting. But as you know, people have phobias of all sorts of things. And what's really going on is that we're afraid of a thought. It has nothing to do with what it looks to be about. So in listening to this um, coaching session, uh, I... I just I just saw this so clearly. I could see how clearly the client was her mind was trying to justify her phobia and fear, but it didn't even make sense. And she started to see, wow, I don't even know why I'm afraid of this in a sense. You know, when when the coach would ask her, well, what is it about vomiting that bothers you? And her answers went all over the place. It was just so fascinating. So I had this this call with the with the graduate community in the school 
um, right after I listened to this session, and I thought it would be such a cool thing to do, to to explore. And so what you're going to hear is just the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes or so of me talking about this on the call, which is really great. Now, what happened later in our 90-minute call is that I went around and coached a bunch of people on their phobias and fears, and that was amazing, but I can't really share that publicly. So, um, so you're going to get so much out of just this portion that you hear where we talk about talk about these issues and how phobias and fears of any kind, they're the same thing, fear of any kind is really just us being afraid of a story our mind is making up. And it's always, it's always about us and it's always about the future, if you notice. There's, it's never right here, right now. It's a story about the future and it's incredibly slippery and it's such a cool, fun way to see behind the curtain, I think, of how how a mind really works. So enjoy this episode, enjoy this topic, and enjoy this sneak peek, never done before, into the beginning of a graduate call for the Little School of Big Change community. So how this came up is I was listening to a coaching, this is inspired by a coaching session that I was listening to with, um, with a newer coach coaching someone who has a phobia. And I, I'm, we've talked about it here before. I love coaching people with phobias because I think it's such a cool um, example of how, how we're so making up this giant dramatic story in our heads that feels absolutely real to us. So absolutely real. And yet, even when you're the one with the phobia, you always kind of know this is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing about a phobia. I mean, that's just, it's in the name. Like that, that's what it is, right? It's a, a, and people know this, it's an irrational fear of something that most of the time is not dangerous. Now, now when you're the one with this phobia and not that it's a thing we're with, but you know, like when, when that's on your mind, um, you know that on the one hand and you'll talk yourself out of it all the time because your mind is also over there saying, yeah, I get that this is a phobia and it's an irrational fear, but, and then your mind is telling you all the reasons why for you in your case and yeah, but, and well, maybe it's not so irrational and all of that kind of stuff. So it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like you have, like all of us, like it's a perfect example of how we have one foot in each camp. You know, we, we, we're really in the reality that we're in, in this physical world, in this world in our heads. We're really in it. And it is just reality to us. And we also know there's another reality. Doesn't mean we're seeing it. Doesn't mean it's fully to life for us. But we also know, which has us with kind of one foot in each camp. And that's, you know, where, where this whole conversation we're in all the time um, really goes is having us maybe loosen our grip on the, the reality, the physical reality camp or the in our heads camp, just loosen our grip on it a little bit to look a little bit more in the direction of this other reality where everything's okay, that we sort of vaguely know exists, but we forget all the time. So we want that one to become more real. So, um, so I was listening to this coaching session um, and it sounded exactly like so many that I had had before where um, the woman has a fear of vomiting, a phobia around vomiting. 
and the client and the the coach was, you know, just talking with her and they were talking through it and tell me how that is for you and all of that. And, and it became so obvious in hearing how this coach was asking the questions and how the client was answering them, how, how slippery it all was. And again, this is not new. Well, we've, you'll probably recognize this even in the conversations we have here. It was so slippery though. So for example, um, the coach would say something like, so what are you, what are you really afraid of? And the client would say, well, I'm afraid of getting sick. I'm afraid of actually vomiting and like getting sick. And the, the coach would say something like, well, what's bad about that? Which is a great question. Really? Okay. Like we could just take that at face value as most of the world would. Oh, you have a phobia about vomiting. Oh, that's too bad. But the coach is like, no, well, what's bad about vomiting? And right there is kind of that first question where this, this reality that's so solid for this woman, it, it's, it's just questioned enough. And again, not that she doesn't question in her own head all the time in some way, but someone else is, is holding her to it saying, what is wrong with that? And she says in this, you know, again, I'm not saying this particular session word for word, but it's this is so common. So she says something like, um, well, I'm afraid of um, being repulsive. Like, I don't want to put people off. I don't want to disgust people. And you can kind of tell in her voice, she's not all that committed to that answer. (laughs) It's like, that's the best guess that came out of her mouth in in that moment. And then she says, but actually, I'm afraid of vomiting even when I'm alone. So right away, she gives an answer and then she contradicts her answer right away, right? She says, well, that's not really it. So then she goes back to the drawing board as we do and her mind's searching for another reason, another justification for what in the heck could possibly be wrong with vomiting. And she says, well, there's a lot of shame there, a lot of shame. And um, the coach didn't push her on that, which I would. I was so curious about the shame, but that's okay. There's shame. And so, okay, now that's a new reason. What is there to be ashamed of? I don't know. It just feels dirty. It just feels gross, right? Again, there's this like, there's shame. Oh yeah, that's it. And then it's like, well, I don't know. It just kind of feels this way. It just kind of feels like it's kind of shameful. Nothing that even is convincing this woman that has a phobia at all, right? She just by answering these questions, she's saying, I don't know, you know, it just is. It's like that kind of thing, like, it's just my answer, leave me alone, you know, because because she can't come up with anything that feels any more real. So then it turns to, again, this is what I mean by slippery, and, and we see this a lot um, when our mind is making stuff up. So then it goes to, um, well, it's about control. You know, I feel really out of control if I vomit or, you know, just even imagining vomiting because she hasn't actually vomited in decades. And she says, and I believe it, that this is kind of common for people with this phobia because she has a lot of willpower, she says, so she doesn't actually happen. But the thought of it, and if it were to happen, it would feel very out of control. And again, so it's like we're kind of looking and then you kind of poke that a little bit more. Well, what do you mean out of control? Like your body just does it and you're back to normal and what's out of control about that? And she can't really say. And just hearing this, um, being an observer to this conversation for me and hearing it was like, oh my gosh, like this is so 
such a cool example and so obvious from the outside. So obvious from the outside. There is nothing, first of all, her phobia has nothing to do with vomiting. Not even a teeny tiny bit. It has nothing to do with being sick. Nothing at all. Her, what she's afraid of is this incredibly vague picture that her, it's not even a picture because actually the coach even asked her, like, can you, can you go there with me for a minute? She's like, no, not really. <laughs> she's blocked it so out of her head, right? She's told herself this is so scary. She can't picture it. She, she's been avoiding picturing it. So it's not even that. By picture, I mean more like a, this very vague, very fuzzy, very slippery mental representation. You know, it's like when we say, Oh, everybody thinks this or those people or that kind of thing. There's no, there's no there to that. There's nothing to that. That's a very vague little puff of smoke, this, this mental representation that when it shows up in our head, it seems very solid and very real, but there's nothing really to it. So it's like she has no issue with vomiting. How would she know? She hasn't in decades. She doesn't let herself even go there or think about it. It has nothing to do with that. It, it's her whole fear is around something. I mean, yeah, we can say she has a fear of thought. She's afraid of her own thoughts about vomiting. She has this whole ball of thought and it is thought, but it, I don't know, something in that struck me is like, it's even more, it's so vague. It's so fuzzy. There's just nothing to it. And and this isn't about phobias, obviously. I just love phobias so much because it's such a concrete example of like, no, this is what I'm afraid of. And we can all look and be like, and you know, in just 12 minutes of talking about it, like, no, it's not. It's not at all what you're afraid of. And we're all doing that. We all have whatever it is. That's why I asked in the, on the forum, think of something you're afraid of. It'll look as concrete as it looks. Maybe it already looks a little bit slippery and fuzzy even in your head. But it's not, you're not afraid of that thing. We're afraid of this, this little puffy cloud thing that, you know, when it flows through, our mind says, oh, there's my thing I'm afraid of. And that's, that's what's going on is we have this little, you know, habitual reaction to nothing, to kind of the remnants of some old thinking, absolutely nothing. And it runs our life and it makes our life tiny. So I thought it might be fun if you want, if you guys have anything like that. It doesn't have to be a concrete phobia. It could be anything. Um, if you think it'd be helpful, we can look at that and see, see how slippery you are <laughs> and see that there's really nothing there that there appears to be. You know, I've thought about this for myself a little bit. Like, what am I afraid of? Um, and I've shared some of this here before. But, you know, I think for me, like everything, I'm not afraid of that much. but but there is something there. I think there is for all of us. There is something there that feels unsettling or that we just want to push away. And I, the words aren't it at all. But if I had to put some kind of words around it, where my slippery mind goes, is there something that drives me in a not great, not freeing way around um, loss of freedom? You know, like, don't tell me what to do. Like, don't tell me I can't do what I want to do in life. And I can see how that's shown up over and over and over. And it shows up for me, at, like, today in my life in a lot of ways that are kind of like, um, 
I don't know how to say it, but like covering all my bases. It's always sort of been like that. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to get the highest degree and have the right friends and the right this and the right that, all that perfectionist crap, because somehow that's going to give me some kind of security so that if I, if I pass all the tests and if I do all the things, they'll have no reason, whoever they are, again, totally made up, they will have no reason to tell me I can't do something I want to do. Now, it doesn't even make sense as I say it, really, except psychologically, I can see, I know where that came from. I know when it started and all that, but it's so, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. And, and so, but it's also really cool to see that I know it's ridiculous. And then really looking at that recently, like in the last few days for myself, like, yeah, I know it's ridiculous and it still runs a hell of a lot of my actions. Every time I feel insecure. Every time I feel like I have to do more or something like that, that, this little vague, weird puff of smoke is in some way what's behind all that. And, it, you know, and I think it's so, it's so cool to see and it's so freeing to really look at it and see there is nothing there. And, and to kind of bring it full circle, um, what's really interesting, I heard this in the coaching session, and then I saw this for myself for sure, is almost always our slippery, weird reason for like the thing we're afraid of, we end up creating that for ourselves by believing in this. So for this woman who with, um, with the fear of vomiting, she, she, you know, like the first things that came out of her mouth were things like shame and loss of control. And yet, if you kind of listen to this story, what she's feeling is shame. <laughs> it's the key ingredient in everything she's feeling because she's had this phobia that has kept her life small for so long. When you say, well, what's the problem? You haven't thrown up in forever. And she says, well, the problem is I have this phobia and I feel really ashamed of the phobia. And yet shame is the thing she's saying is why she has the, do you see that? Like it's so, it's so circular. That's just what a mind would do. Um, loss of control. Well, again, like she's, she's feeling all that around this phobia, you know, around this thought because she fears this mental representation. And then she's blaming, that makes sense? Like she's blaming the phobia on this, but then she's creating it. It's easier for me anyway to see in my case. So I want to, I want full freedom, like to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it and live life on my terms. And yet I imprison myself all the time until I get it just right so that they can give me full freedom. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. I put all this pressure on myself and all this fear around what if this gets taken away or what if, you know, and I, my own mind is doing it in the name of making sure someone else doesn't do that to me. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's what we're all doing. And I, so I bet if we look at any of your fears, there's that, that like circular thing in there, you know, it's very, very ironic. And, and I think it's just when I say it's crazy, obviously don't feel bad about yourselves, but um, I think it's really cool to see because we just see, oh my gosh, this doesn't even make sense doesn't even make any sense. And then, and then we get to see, oh, this can't be right. This has to be just sort of how a mind talks to itself and, and what it does. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. 
iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. Talk to you next week.